0: Welcome to the WNCT Podcast Network.
1: Welcome back to the Nine on Your Side sports talk podcast. I'm your host Courtney Layton and this week I'm joined by the ECU softball head coach Shane Winkler. I'm so excited about this as an ECU softball alum, this is one of my favorite interviews so thank you for joining me. No,
0: absolutely. Thanks for having me.
1: So let's talk about how you got into coaching first off.
0: Yeah, for me uh, that was kind of always a plan. Uh, my father coached me since I was three, four years old. So I, w- I wanted to play as long as I possibly could. Mm-hmm. I was a baseball player, played everything in high school, but played college baseball, played a little bit uh, independent minor league baseball, but knew whenever that was done, I was going to get into coaching. Uh, didn't know from an early age if it was going to be baseball side or, or what, but then had an opportunity to, to work with my sister's team. She was a couple years younger than me. Uh, so when she was playing rec ball, I was helping out. Uh, when she played high school ball, I had a redshirt year. in in college and helped out with her high school team and then uh, while playing minor league ball helped out with her junior college team and then it just it turned into a division one opportunity. So uh, coaching was always going to be my passion whenever uh, again I had to hang up the spikes myself.
1: Yeah no that's not an easy thing to do. (laughs) Hanging up the spikes is not that was a real reality check because you're like I'm done now and I think I don't know if you agree but with me it was always like I'm Courtney in the softball player. And then I got done here, and it was like, I'm Courtney late and what am I now, you know? Yeah. So what was it like being a student athlete for you?
0: You know, it, it, not not a lot different than the kids now. I mean, we, we don't have the social media pressure and mm-hmm. everything uh, that the kids have to deal with from a day-to-day basis now. Um, but it was, there's a lot of, you know, hard work put in. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, the academics came first, and that was a big focus, even though I knew what I wanted to do after my career. And uh, in, in college, you know, it was putting a lot of time in the academics. But then every opportunity we got, it was, it was getting in the cage, right. uh, getting on the field, getting extra reps. So, I mean, we, we spent a lot of time on our craft. And mm-hmm. uh, for, for us as college baseball players, it was the Major League Baseball draft. What, what we can do right. to, to get ourselves prepared for that. And then when, when that didn't happen draft-wise, it was like, all right, what's next? What's, what's my next lane? Right. Uh, what's, what's my next ability to get an opportunity at the next level? So, uh, again, I played as long as I could. Uh, As long as a $750 check would would take me (laughs) before I had to hang them up, but uh, now all of that prepared me for the work that we're doing now.
1: And I don't know if what you've seen from softball players and how you felt in college differentiates, but I know that for softball players, thinking about beyond college isn't really an option because you have the professional softball players, but it's not the same so I mean I think that definitely is disheartening to know that baseball players get to look and they're like okay minor league and the major league and for softball players it's like okay pretty much once I play my four four years or five years if you redshirted you're done so you know that's never easy but you were at schools prior to East Carolina so how was that
0: you know everything kind of set me up for for here but I mean, I started off as an assistant at Marshall University, kind of learned the ropes from Shauna Stanton. She's been in the game a long time. She's at Indiana now. Yeah. Uh, And then I got my first head coaching opportunity. I mean, I was in my 20s, so I was young, kind of uh, thrown to the fire at Charleston Southern, but I spent 10 great years there and uh, not many better cities to do it in than Charleston. Uh, got to get my feet wet as a head coach there Uh, and then took three years at at george washington which again gave us a great opportunity to compete for championships up there in, in the atlantic 10 conference and then uh east carolina is always one that's kind of had my eye when i was at marshall we, we were in the same conference in conference usa mm-hmm. so we got to come here before the stadium was built and then uh then when they built the stadium we got to compete here so it's kind of one place that i've always hadn't had my eye on uh and then getting an opportunity when the job opened up about a year and a half ago it was it was a no-brainer to kind of throw it all in yeah uh, so this is a place that i believe we can compete at a really high level uh we're still starting to build that foundation now so uh, it is, it's a sleeping giant in softball. We've yeah. got a, a great facility and an amazing conference, uh, great support from our administration. So it's, it's a place that we know we can build something special.
1: You talk about the facility and everything. I know that when I was brought on my unofficial visit by my um, previous coach, she brings me here. We pull into the parking lot. And I walked out of the facility and I was like, this is it. I don't want to be anywhere else. And so I understand what you're saying. You just come here and it feels you're kind of wowed by everything here. And to see how much has changed, even since I graduated when I was here, the beautiful indoor batting cage we have now, we didn't have that. My senior year, we had it briefly. But um, just to watch how everything's changed here is amazing. And to know that you've seen it from a different point of view is also super cool. So before you got here you had a lot of success at your prior school. What do you think brought so much success there?
0: You know, it, it starts with culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the biggest thing. Building an environment and a culture where the girls are comfortable. They enjoy coming to coming to practice every day because uh, when the girls get on the field, they're going to put in the work. Right. But we, now we want them excited about coming to practice. The relationships that they have. They can have fun. It can be laid back. We can still get after it. Right. And that's what we've kind of seen from our girls here and what our first year with the program was is establishing the culture. Mm-hmm. And now we got the culture and environment and we start the player development and adding in some recruits too and then, then you start building. A, a winning environment and really the potential to start overachieving and then uh, really thinking about the bigger picture Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're building that here but that's it's worked for us in the past uh, I've had an opportunity at my two prior schools to go to the NCAA tournament and then you start having those expectations, and mm-hmm. we're, we're starting to put that in place now.
1: Did you, when you got hired for this job, did you kind of have a culture in mind that you knew you were going to bring? Or do you guys have a saying, or is there anything that you know brings that certain culture to the team?
0: You know, it, it starts, our, our saying, we, we believe, is, mm-hmm. is a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, if, if you watch us play, we have our we believe circle in the outfield after warm-ups. And that's, I mean, that, that's just that thought that we believe in each other and uh, our teammates and our staff. Uh, in our program, uh, and that no matter what happens, it's seven innings, twenty-one outs. That we're, we're never out of it. Right. Uh, but on top of that, it's like I said, it's it's the environment. Uh, it's the relationships. The the players know that they can come and they know they're not going to get beat up on every single day, uh, verbally or mentally. We're we're going to put them in an environment that that they can thrive. Right. Uh, that again, they're they're going to enjoy it. It's it's a little more laid back. We do things a little differently, but it, it is. It's an environment where it's easier for the girls to to get after it right and, and compete so um and that's kind of been in place the as i've been a head coach now for for a lot of years uh so that having that kind of environment with the girls again the relationships with with myself and, and them uh, and the rest of the staff and with each other i mean that's that, that's big mm-hmm. uh, for us uh, in addition to the we believe i mean it comes down to three rules for us uh, and we, we have, instead of a huge rule book and things that you have to follow, we, we've got three rules. And I stole them from Lou Holtz, uh, a <laughs> uh, historic football coach back in the day. Yeah. I mean, rule number one is you do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the girls know that. On the field, off the field, you, you do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, rule number two is you always do your best. That's in the classroom, on the field, you're, you're going you're gonna to give your all. Uh, for yourself, your teammate, for your staff, you're, you're going to go all out. Mm-hmm. And then rule number three, you love each other and you you follow that one more than anything else, everything else is going to fall in place.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I I got done with softball in May of 21, which feels like it was 10 years ago, and it wasn't. But I know when I look at the team now, I only played with, I believe, four of the girls. I'm not familiar with a lot of them. People graduate and people leave. But it's, it's a brand new team, a brand new program, really. So bringing the transfers in and the freshmen, what have they brought? We'll start with the transfers. What have they brought to the team?
0: You know, again, you're, you're looking for fit. Uh, mm-hmm. So you're looking for hopefully dynamic players that can come in and make an impact but are going to fit our culture. Mm-hmm. So w- we look at that with some kids that we brought in mid-year the past two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that's that, that's a big risk. That's tough. Uh, you're bringing someone in in January that wasn't part of fall ball. Uh, Tadria Asini and Bailey Wilson came in last year mid-year uh, and impact players right away. Mm-hmm. Tadria Asini was an all-conference kid that uh, – we wish we had four or five years with her. Uh, yeah. Because uh, <laughs> she's she's a game changer at the top of the lineup. Jeez. And we did the same thing uh, this year. In January, had an opportunity to bring in a couple players. And you see a player like Taylor Edwards who came from yeah. UCLA, I mean, plays the game differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, again, we had to make sure that personality-wise they fit the culture that we're building. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about rule number three. We love each other. We We need someone that's going to come in and mesh with the rest of the team. And yeah. you don't have a lot of time with transfers to to really get to know each other as much, but you, you spend that time on, on phone calls really making sure that they fit what we're building. And we've, we've done that with our transfers. We've had an opportunity to do that with, with some of our freshmen, and mm-hmm. recruiting has been going outstanding. Yeah. Uh, so our, our 23 class, in addition to the kids that we've already brought in, and now the 24 class that we're really uh, working on, I mean, that's, that's all kids that hopefully can make an impact on the field, but mm-hmm. are gonna add to what we're doing culture-wise.
1: How did you find Edwards at a UCLA?
0: Uh, transfer portal is it it, it it helps a lot yeah uh, a lot of people dislike the transfer portal yeah uh, but again it gives you the opportunity to really dive in and, and see who's looking uh, and then you, you reach out and and, and see who's willing to take an opportunity to come 3,000 miles from home. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it's, it's been a perfect fit so far. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, what, what she can do on the field, and we're, we're just scratching the surface of that. Uh, yeah. She didn't play last year, so she's still getting the timing back and everything. So she's off to an amazing start, and it's only going to get better.
1: Do you guys have a favorite place that you like to recruit out of? As in, like, go tournament-wise?
0: Uh, you, you know, all over the place. Yeah. Uh, you like to stay local as much as you can, uh, but even the local teams, they're they're traveling every single weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean these travel ball players are, are getting on flights yeah, over and over. I remember that. Uh, I mean obviously Colorado is a big one that yep. everyone looks forward to. We yep. go out to uh, the PGF in California yep. and things like that. So I mean the, the past year and a half recruiting wise seems like it's been when we're not on the field playing with uh, our, our team ourselves. I mean it, it seems like we're on, on the road non-stop and yeah. it's, it, 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 it's been tireless but I mean again it's it's starting to pay off and that's that's been exciting.
1: For those who don't know uh, PGF in California is one of the biggest tournaments in softball. Colorado also holds one of the biggest tournaments in softball. I was lucky enough to be able to participate in those for five years in a row We also, me and my travel ball team, went to Canada, which was insane. I've only been to Canada once, and I talk to people about going all these places, California, Pennsylvania, Colorado, what have you, every state in the country feels like. And I always say, if it wasn't for softball, I never would have gone here. Or I'll tell people, you know, I didn't get to do this event, and they'll they'll say, why? And I'm like, why do you think (laughs) I had softball? So, I know it's time consuming for the athletes, but do you feel like they bring a sort of positivity to the field, kind of like a lot of energy?
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, and you have to. I mean, mm-hmm. when, when you go watch them, uh, again, starting from eighth grade, freshman year, all the way up to graduation, I mean, they're they playing nonstop. Right. I mean, it, it's it's never ending. And some of them are having to uh, give up being a multi-sport athlete, which we, we like getting to see them play multiple mm-hmm. sports, but I mean, some of them have to invest the time. Uh, to one sport to where it is almost 12 months a year. Right. So when you do that, you know you're passionate about the sport. Yeah. Uh, And we get to watch them. When we go out and watch a kid play five, six, seven games in a weekend, we see who's energetic when when times are going well, when times are going bad, when they're struggling, when things are going great, how they are with their teammates and everything. So you you want the type of players that uh, really have a passion for their team and for the sport.
1: Now let's talk about exactly how you got to ECU. How did that happen?
0: You know, again, for me, I, I've had an opportunity from the outside mm-hmm. watching this program in the university mm-hmm. uh, competing against this program. Uh, so when, when it opened up, I, I knew that this is a place that this can be home, yeah. uh, that we can compete on a national level. Uh, so I I've had an interest in this position about eight, ten years ago when it opened up. And it was a blessing that uh, I had an opportunity to come here th- this past time, uh, having a prior relationship, getting to meet with J.J. McClam back yeah. Uh, a handful of years ago and you know when it opened it it was a no-brainer
1: yeah it feels like it opened really quickly though because I know we'll talk about it my senior year when it all it all ended and the coaching change happened it was the last day of my career ever and it just kind of felt like well, what now I mean there were girls that knew they were taking their COVID year I did not I was you know I knew that I was going to miss softball but I was like you got to move on at some point so I mean, it just kind of felt the girls who were taking their COVID year, they're like, what do I do now? That you had mentioned the transfer portal, and that's why it can be helpful. And I know, like you had mentioned, some people are iffy about it because it is fairly new. But for that kind of situation, I do think it is helpful. But We'll talk about the success that you've had here. This season is one of the best seasons, I believe, since 2005. Um, the best start to a season since then we'll talk about what what you feel like has made that happen first
0: you know again for us it's it's building the culture last Mm -hmm. last year was all about that now we would we would have loved to have a handful more wins in conference play right Uh, but we learned how to compete last year Uh, and that, that was a big deal and you see so many games that we were in that we had an opportunity late uh, and then we trans- transition this year in to keep competing to win. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that has to be a mindset. That's a mindset change. You have to learn how to win. right. Uh, so early portion of the schedule is is learn how to win. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh,
0: now I don't believe we're playing our best softball or anywhere near it yet, which is exciting. Right. Uh, but we're seeing in games to where some games that are probably closer than they should have been, uh, but in the past, it's probably a game that we find a, a way to give it away, yeah. and we're, we're learning how to win those games now, so we're competing to win. Uh, and once we start to click more offensively, I, I think that's going to give us the opportunity to, to achieve e- even higher levels mm-hmm. of success. Uh, so that's that's the plan now, is to c- compete every single day with the mindset of what do we need to do to, to win now, uh, and starting this week, the schedule starts to become a little yeah. tougher.
1: Yeah. So we,
0: we've got power five p- opponents coming week in and week out from now on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so again, we're, we're learning how to win. We're competing to win and uh, really excited about the start we're off of. We've got some players that are off to really hot starts. Uh, but again, it, we, we know this is just the beginning and we've mm-hmm. we're really got a lot of ways that we can get better.
1: Another thing, for those who don't know, Virginia Tech very quickly became one of the best softball teams in the country. In my opinion, it seems like it came out of nowhere. I mean, they've always been a consistent, good program, but then all of a sudden they came out of nowhere and are this great team, this great program now. You guys played them twice. Didn't have a lot of success in the first game. Second game, y'all. Y'all only lost by two. Yeah. What do you feel like was the change between the first game and the second game?
0: You know, The, the score of the first game r- really doesn't tell the whole story. Right. Uh we sometimes had, we, that happens. Exactly. So. We, we had an opportunity to score a couple of runs. We, we gave them four runs in the first, which, mm-hmm. again, a program like that, when they're throwing one of the best pitchers in the country, you, you right. know it's going to be tough. Right. Because uh, Lemley for them is, is dominant. Yeah. Uh, but going through that game where, where he had a little bit of an eye-opener is there was no point in that game through – uh, through the five innings where we were overmatched offensively. Mm-hmm. And that's facing one of the best pitchers in the country. We had great at-bats. We had opportunities to score that uh, she wiggled out at some jams. Uh, so we knew it was a lot closer than that that eight, eight runs would, would say. And then game two, we didn't dig ourselves a hole.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I mean, that's a game where we jumped out right away. We put mm-hmm. pressure on them. We had a 2 nothing lead for for a little while. And then even, even some of the runs that they got, we, we kind of self-inflicted on our end. So we feel like that was a game that we lost by two runs, but we had we had an opportunity to win. Yeah. Uh, and again, that's that's the mindset. And we know we're going to have to compete against teams like that throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got a lot more coming up in the non-conference portion of the schedule, and then we've got a couple top twenty-five teams in our conference that we're going to have to really gear up and, and compete against. So it's it's teams like that level that, again, you don't want to play up to your competition because you, you you don't want to focus too much on uh, who's on the other side of the ball. But our, our girls get excited for games like that.
1: Yeah. And I was able to commentate a few of uh, y'all's games this past weekend. So I was able to see it from up in the in the press box, able to watch the girls down here with their bats, and I had the TV in front of me I was able to watch from both angles. Y'all stayed very consistent in the box with not swinging the balls out of the zone, stayed on their pitch. Do you guys do anything specific at practice that helps with that?
0: I mean, a lot of it's preparation. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're we're making practices obviously tougher than games, ideally. Right. Uh, A lot of work on pitching machines. We've we've invested a lot of resources into our indoor cage and what we have uh, the ability to use in there, uh, from our hit tracks to a couple of the machines that we use. Uh, But a lot of it also is preparation for every team that we're going to play. We've got more access to video. Uh, in scouting than than ever before. Right. I mean, our synergy program. We have the ability with push of a button to pull up any pitcher in the country and mm-hmm. and see everything that she throws. So our, our players go into at bats knowing what she throws, what she throws to right-handers, what she throws to left-handers, what she's looking to get ahead with. So I mean, just the analytics side, we we have the ability to know going in at bats what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ag- again, our, our girls have done a great job with following through with that. But uh, we're still looking to push the envelope a little bit and keep getting better offensively and get more explosive. So I think that's coming in the upcoming weeks. After all the
1: success this past weekend from Addie Bullish, she was AAC Pitcher of the Week. What do you think went into that? How proud are you?
0: Oh, extremely proud because Addie's one that we brought in from the transfer portal. Yeah. We, we had to face Addie when she was at Dayton mm-hmm. and we were at George Washington. Uh, Coach Q and I were, were at GW we, and Jenna Cone also, we, we had to face her, I think, five times uh, yeah. <laughs> during the year after COVID when they, you played in pods and then we keep competed against her for uh, a conference championship. So mm-hmm. we knew what she was capable of. Last year, she battled injuries all season long a lot of people don't know that. So right. uh, I wouldn't say she's 100% healthy now, but she's a lot closer than she was a year ago. Uh, so anytime you're healthier, the, the confidence comes along uh, a lot more. and. I mean c- coming into this past weekend she was over 30 consecutive innings of no earned runs given up. Yeah. So she's been on a great stretch since uh, the first day of the season and uh, again it just just scratching the surface. Because after um, kind of just not being able to throw as many innings and working the bullpen as much as she wanted to last year, she's finally getting to put that work in and uh, pitchers are going where, where they want, a little more command, the off speeds working a little better. so. Uh, again, we're going to rely on her a lot the rest of the year.
1: It's dangerous for you to sit here and tell me that she's not one hundred percent healthy after watching yeah. the way she threw this past weekend. <laughs> so, if there are any opposing teams watching, just know that that is very dangerous. <laughs> so, let's talk about preparation for this weekend. Got Maryland coming in. How are you? How are you guys preparing for this coming weekend?
0: You know, we, we've got a midweek with Elon tomorrow, so I, we'll put all of our thoughts into that game. I mean, mm-hmm. that's an in-state rival that. Uh, they're a really tough team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they've got six pitchers that they use, so that's that's tough to prepare for. Right. Uh, same as we have five that a midweek opponent has to look at. Uh, so we got to gear up for a midweek game, and then we can start putting uh, our, our thoughts into the upcoming weekend. And I mean, preseason tournaments are tough because yeah. when you're playing three different opponents it's tough to put as much work into e- each pitcher as you, you would want to like you will in conference play but mm-hmm. uh, obviously getting to play Maryland twice we'll take a look at what they have uh, uh, I think they just fell out of some top 25 polls but they're they're one of the top 25 teams in the country right I mean they've, they've knocked off a couple top 10 teams so they're, they're as good as anyone out there and uh, they have the ability to to put up a lot of runs quick and they, they are a scrappy, Um, But really talented team Mm -hmm. so we're gonna prepare for them same we will with Monmouth and St. Joe's So it's it's gonna be a weekend that's gonna test us
1: Is there anything big that you've seen change within I mean you've only been here for a certain amount of time But has there anything like stuck out that has grown a lot since you've been here?
0: Like I said last year was all about the culture Mm -hmm. and making sure that was right. Yeah, Uh, but the biggest thing that's changed is we expect to win now. Right. Uh, we were hoping to compete and stay close and hoping to win last year, and now we expect to win. Yeah. And that's going to pay off uh, throughout the rest of this preseason, but obviously in conference play, is that that expectation that uh, we can do more than compete.
1: Is there anything else I'd like to say about softball, or?
0: Uh, again, a great start to the to the season, but. Uh, it's just the beginning. We're we're going to be tested with a, a tough schedule the rest of the way, uh, but really excited to get into conference play here in a few weeks.
1: I love that. Awesome.